What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Lakers Fantasy Preview Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk a team with a lot of changeover, both personnel-wise, coaching-wise. Should be pretty sweet. And with me to do so is one of the best sideline guys in the business on one of the best broadcasts in the NBA. I watch Lakers coverage regardless. Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, it's Mike Trudeau. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Mike? Uh, thanks for thanks for making the time. I, I, I You know I am an avid fantasy player and i certainly enjoy your coverage and uh, and looking forward to speaking to you yeah man uh you guys uh i love it with uh with the fantasy stuff and you can totally tell who is into fantasy with the way you break down the stats and stuff on the sideline stuff i love that man so let's get right to it and talk about a guy who probably has more buzz than anyone that's d'angelo russell all the hype stuff's there better system the coach has his back now no more byron um he's more driven yeah the strength coach is talking him up uh, you wrote a great article uh, the other day that, that I, I loved talking up uh, how he's working on stuff. That was awesome. Um, he went, Walton wants him to Walton wants his teammates to listen to him. I mean, just he, he played with him with two K. I mean, everything is just going his way. So, should we buy all this hype? It almost seems like it's too much. No, look, I, I it's I'm a I'm a funny person to ask this question just because I I think I I, I don't know if there's at least covering the team, I might have been the highest on Russell last year, um, and, and certainly his, his prospects to keep continuing it. I, I think that I think people were really sleeping on how good that this guy could be. Um, almost like just for you know, almost forgetting uh, the, the reasons that he was drafted and sort of all of the, uh, the the various skill sets that he has. But for fantasy purposes, he's perfect because he shoots a ton of threes. Um, he's going to get you assists, rebounds, steals. His field goal percentage is going to rise as he plays more, even though that's not, you know, he's not going to shoot anything in the, the Steph Curry type numbers uh, for, for a long time. But uh, the stretch that I like to look at for uh, certainly for Russell that I think people um, need to keep in mind was right after the All-Star break when Kobe wasn't playing as much and Russell was getting more minutes, A, B, he had the ball. This year, that's what we should expect just in general. And so with all of that said, it, while, while that was going on, he was averaging something like 25 and 5 for a couple of weeks. And then Kobe came back and, you know, that became sort of the emphasis once again. But that, th- there's the reason why there's that upside. Uh, he obviously backed it up by playing really well in summer league and looking good. Uh, so I, I, I fully expect a, a, a really good season for D'Angelo Russell. And, you know, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that, you, that you have to, to temper that too much right now just because – uh, you know why he's going to get the minutes he's going to get the time Luke Walton is committed to him um, he's the guy he's the number two pick there, there's nobody there's nobody that's going to really steal those minutes from him you know I, I wouldn't really worry so much about like a Lou Williams who's going to get you know some time off the bench but not to the point where it's going to affect D'Angelo and, and same thing with Jordan Clarkson you know he's going to play but he can play next to Russell so um, I, I think he is a, a definite buy low right now. Uh, people, if, if they don't draft him high, they're going to be they're going to be wishing that they did. Uh, really, the first couple weeks into the season. Yeah, he's going early. I've seen him go as high as thirty five uh, in some leagues. Man, people are, are all about him. Uh, a little early for me, but yeah, he looks awesome. A couple other things I just wanted to ask: his assist rate was kind of low last year, and it actually dropped as he got more playing time. Um, and then also another thing I noticed: the Lakers on roll man PNR were dead last in efficiency. Russell himself is 35th percentile. Is that something they're going to kind of work more on, or is he going to be kind of more – I mean, he did a lot of it, but he wasn't too effective. Is that kind of a thing they're trying to – and especially with Walton, Walton likes some PNR stuff. Do you see him kind of being more uh, of a PNR kind of a guy? 
Well, sure. I, so a couple things there. I, I think, first of all, if you look at who their bigs were last year, they didn't really have anybody that could roll to the rim and finish. That, that just there, there wasn't really a guy on the roster that did that well. Julius Randle still developing his ability to finish um, at the rim. And, and you know, Larry Nance Jr. Uh, didn't get a, a ton of playing time, especially with Russell. And they didn't really run uh, the system that they ran. It was often more, you know, Kobe or <laughs> Lou Williams were kind of the guys that were doing it. So I um, I, I do think that Russell can be an excellent pick-and-roll player, and that's a big reason why they brought Timothy Mozgov in. You know, Mozgov has his strengths and weaknesses, but one of his strengths is certainly being a, a dynamic roller to the rim that just takes a lot of, uh, takes a lot of uh, attention from the point guard on one aspect and then at the other. He's just such a huge you know, he's a physical specimen. He's just such a big guy that that's going to command the, the attention for the defense and open up a lot of angles for Russell. So uh, th- those are the things that, like, what you're looking for with screen roll is what is the guy's skill level in being able to do it, and and that's something that D'Angelo um, certainly has because again he's got he's got all the tools he's got great vision the assist rate went down uh, or wasn't high but I think again that was because he was playing uh, with with the type of team that didn't really uh, encourage ball movement and, and that didn't really have a lot of knockdown shooters around. And so I, I do think that that's going to change. Um, it, it's the, the stats you're right about. And, like, you know, why, why, doesn't he have, why doesn't he have a higher assist rate? It's a good question. I think the other part of it is that Russell was really trying to emphasize and show everybody that he could play. And I think that, unfortunately, the way that the league is, to a certain extent, young players think that the, the, the best reason to do that can be by scoring. Uh, but he's got the like if he went out there and wanted to average 10 assists a game, I think that he could because he's got that. He definitely has that level of skill to do it. So the, I, I'm not I'm not worried about Russell in the pick and roll or uh, in terms of actually getting his assist rate up. And I think that's something that'll happen this year. And then quickly too on his three points, he was 35 percent last year, but he was only 17 percent on tightly contested. Think just quickly, you think he could climb to upper 30s, even closer to 40 than to 35 on three points? Yeah. He, so if you look at his numbers, you know, other than other than maybe a Steph Curry who came into the league and he's you know that's one of the, the best shooters <laughs> of all time. Uh, mo- most young players are not going to shoot great from three right from the start. Even you know, even Devin Booker, for as great of a shooter as he is, his percentages uh, you're going to expect to get much higher as he gets older and, and he gets more experience and just knows where to take the shots and when. Uh, look at what Russell did from three-point range in Summer League. Again, uh, different opponents, limited sample size, but that's, I think, uh, closer to what you're going to expect and closer to what you're going to see once things get going. So I, I think Russell, his stroke is nice. He can, he can get it off the dribble. He's, he's going to eventually be a 40-plus percent shooter from three, no question about it. Um, I think eventually he could even get up into the mid 40s. Wow. But for next for next year, um, I would I would be surprised if he doesn't shoot something around around 40, certainly higher than 35. Wow, that's all positives that we wanted to hear. So let's get off the D'Angelo bandwagon here uh, talk a little Jordan Clarkson, who also was really firing away firing away from three, uh, doubled his pre break of 3.0 attempts to 6.2 post break. Uh, also saw his assist dip a little bit with D'Angelo probably handling the ball more. So do you see Clarkson as more of a score first kind of a guy? Obviously he's awesome in transition. Uh, is there any, is it he's pretty much just going to be scoring or anything else he'll add to the game? Yeah, I think, you know, Clarkson, so Russell can approach the game kind of however he wants. I, I think that Clarkson is more of just an attack player. You know, he's, he's a guy that if you had a, if you had a, a seasoned shooting guard, I think Clarkson can really fit the role as a six man scorer. I think about him as a, a much different type of a player, but a, a, a six-man scorer like a Jamal Crawford is a six-man scorer. 
and that's not to limit you know what Clarkson can do on the floor in that starting role that, that he'll likely have this year. Um, I just see long term on a team that's going to win in the playoffs. I, I do think that Clarkson could really thrive in that in that attack dog off the bench role. So I wouldn't expect huge assist numbers from Clarkson. I wouldn't expect huge, uh, you know, otherwise numbers, whether it's rebounding or steals. He's just going to be solid. He's going to score. He's going to play pretty efficiently because he gets to the rim well. And, and so those those are the things out of Clarkson. I, I don't. I, I think that if, if you're looking for a guy that has the upside out of the, the the backcourt, it's definitely Russell. Whereas Clarkson can just be sort of a solid pick and play guy who's who's always going to get you something and is not going to hurt you. For sure. And it also, just it sounds like, it sounds like they may stagger him a little bit, a la Lillard McCollum. Is that kind of in, in the plan? We may see Clarkson get some one minutes, or is that'll be pretty much Lou? Or how do you see do you see him handling the ball a little bit and maybe the second unit? Well, yes, uh, that that to me would be smart as well. It's just that again, if, if Clarkson, you know, look at Calderon or Huertas, those are also different kind of guys that can come off the bench. It, it all depends what Luke Walton wants to do. And today is the first real practice that they've had. In fact, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be heading over there shortly, and all of that will be determined. But the bottom line is Clarkson's going to get his minutes on the court. It's sometimes he'll be off the bench with the ball, but I, I still would expect him more to to attack himself as opposed to you know really look to get other guys involved in that bench role so uh, that's just how Clarkson's wired it's not to say that he can't get assists and I think that he will get some uh, but that's that's not he's not out there doing what Marcelo Huertas is doing where he's going to be facilitating for everybody on purpose (laughs) definitely all right so let's switch to the front court here Uh, obviously picking up Luol Dang those who are fantasy loving Brandon Ingram got a little bit a little bit of a downer there but it's okay they talked a lot about development and how do you see the small forward minute shaking out? Uh, and also, are they going to kind of play together, go smaller? We saw Dang play a ton of four uh, in Miami. And then, obviously, Ingram has the size, doesn't have the game to really play the four. But, yeah, is that something you could see happening? Yeah, I mean, to start the season, I do think that it's going to be Dang at the three, You know, probably Randall at the four, Moskov at the five. But you're going to see the wall, at least I think that you should, and I'm sure that Luke Walton will notice this. Uh, you you will see some of of, of Luol Deng playing at that four spot in in kind of their uh, their very uh, their very tempered version of the Warriors death lineup, <laughs> in, in which is say it's Clarkson, Russell, Ingram coming in at the three, Deng, and then maybe even Randall or Nance at the center. The coma lineup. The coma lineup, not quite death, but close. <laughs> Not yeah, no, I wouldn't even say close yet. You know, these guys are young, right? Give them some time. Right, right, right. No, but just in terms the na- of the nap terms, lineup, the nap. Yeah, t- <laughs> yeah, maybe in terms of size and how they're going to match up. That's the thing that I would look for. So uh, I, I do, I do think Ingram's going to get his minutes. He's not going to, he's not going to put up Ben Simmons like numbers because Ben Simmons is going to have the ball for the whole game, playing thirty-five minutes in Philly. Whereas Ingram's going to come in. He's he's not going to force his offense. He's going to take his time. So I love Ingram's long-term upside, but in terms of this year. You know, I, I wouldn't look for him statistically to have a massive year. I, I just think he's going to be – he's going to be – you're going to see all these flashes of, of what a great player he's going to be ultimately become. But right now, you know, Luol Deng is the, is the more complete, obviously, and veteran player who's going to start at the three. But, you know, Ingram – at the same time, Ingram's going to be – going to have some value because he's going to get minutes. I don't know if it's 28. I don't know if it's around that number that Russell averaged last year. But, yeah, Deng, Deng, is, the, Deng is the guy, while healthy – and hopefully he stays healthy from the Lakers' perspective, is going to be getting minutes at the three and the four. Definitely. And then taking it a step further on Ingram, uh, very interesting shot distribution at Duke. He had 25% of his shots at the rim, 40% from three. So for a guy his size playing in that fashion, a little bit different. So do you see him playing more of a as an off-ball floor spacer, 
Or do you think Walton will put the ball in his hands a little bit? How do you see him shaking out, especially if he does get minutes next to Russell and Clarkson and those guys? So, which, uh, sorry, I think I, I for kinda, Ingram. Sorry, for, oh, for Ingram. Got it for Ingram. Yeah. yeah. So Ingram, long term wise, you know what I really like about Ingram is that you can probably have him play the the you know the two, the three, or the four. The four, not as much like you mentioned for this year, but you can. There's no reason why you can't play him essentially at shooting guard uh, because he can create his own shot. He can hit the three. He can guard twos. He's got that kind of length and quickness where he's going to be able to fit there. And uh, you know, think about like Clay Thompson for example. Who are you going to have guard Clay Thompson? I'd probably rather have Ingram or Luol Deng on him than Clarkson, unless you have Clarkson kind of face guard him because Clay will just shoot over the top of him. You know, he catches the, he catches that ball in the corner. So that's that's the type of thing that where Ingram's versatility is one of the reasons why you can count on him to get minutes, uh, Mike. Because you know, look, two, three, four, whatever. He's he's a basketball player. He's six nine with crazy reach. He's that Luke Walton loves that type of player. Look at all the wings that they had in Golden State. You know, whether it was Andre Iguodala or even Harrison Barnes, you know, Ingram Ingram has that sort of defensive capability to slide amongst positions. And so he's going to find time on the floor no matter what position it's in. And then one thing to add, too, don't forget, Kevin Durant started at uh, shooting guard 77 times his rookie season. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There isn't, there isn't that big of a difference between the two and the three in the NBA. It's a very overrated discussion. And, you know, some some guys who are more pure twos versus threes, it just means who, who gets the ball more. So I don't think it matters that much. Yep, for sure. It's, a, it's all in the guess how you want to determine how it goes. So we kind of hinted on this uh, with Luke Walton's personnel, and we talked about the death lineup, that lineup, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then you, you hinted at, obviously, the Luol Dank, it makes a lot of sense. But would they go Randall at the five. I mean, it seems like he's gearing more to being a power forward. Uh, I know that column you already talked a lot about hip hip movement and being quicker and stuff like that. So, is Randall at the five a possibility? Oh, it's I, I guarantee you, Randall's okay. gonna playing some. Five. I mean, like yeah. big big minutes, you know. Uh, well, I don't I don't see. It depends. It depends. So, you know, if Mozgov stays healthy and they and they like that big lineup, sure. But but you know how Luke is going to want to play, and, and Luke has already said himself that he's going to put Randall at the five-some, because yeah. Julius is a strong, strong kid. I mean, he's he is uh, country strong. So even before he got in, in great shape in the weight room, which he did all offseason, uh, this is a guy who can who can defend most NBA fives just fine, I believe. And you get the benefit then of not worrying as much about his, his shooting at this point, because if he's at the five and he's setting screens and he's rolling hard and he's hitting the glass, you know, then, then you can have Luol Deng, like I mentioned, or even Larry Nance Jr., who's developing his shot at the four, uh, that that was the group last year that finished that final game with Kobe. You know, it was Randall, Nance, Randall was more playing the five, and then uh, Clarkson and Russell in the backcourt with Kobe at the three. Just substitute Ingram uh, for Kobe and then, you know, maybe Deng for Nance, and boom, there's your there's your lineup. So I, I think that with Julius's skill set, he, he might be better equipped right now to play the five. It's just that, you know, he's going to have he's going to have some trouble against a few guys in the league, like a Pau Gasol, but everybody does. You know, that's when you double or you trap and or you let that guy go one on one for twos and, and hope the other team isn't spreading you out and shooting threes. For sure. So you mentioned Larry Nance. Where does he fit in on all this? Really had a kind of a surprise breakout. One of the best non lottery players last year. Uh, really thrived in transition as well. Um, pretty solid on defense, like you said, the pick and roll factor, expanding his game from three. So where yep. do you see where do you see him fitting in in, in this mix? And um, I assume mostly uh, mostly minutes at the four. So yeah, in four and the five, it's kind of that same window uh, is is depending on what the lineup that Walton wants to do. But I know that they really like Larry Nance Jr. Okay, they they really like him. He's just a for okay. If I'm trying to make a, an argument though for regular versus fantasy, 
he's a guy that does so many things and so many little things that aren't always going to show up in the stat sheet that I'm not sure he always is going to have that raw production until uh, he ultimately plays more. But the, the guy that he reminds me of on offense is actually, it might surprise you, but it's actually Draymond Green uh, uh, wow. uh, offensively. And, and just thinking of kind of what Luke did up there because he's, he's, uh, he's a guy whose who's outside shot is developing slowly but surely. Um, he, is, he is good at sort of everything but not great at anything offensively other than dunking, uh, but he can he can hit a 17-footer, he can initiate screen roll. There's all that kind of stuff that he does where where you can run the offense through him and he can play screen roll. So I, I like Nance a lot. It, the question is just, you know, how much how much playing time he's going to get, but there's there's definitely reason to believe that he's going to be a uh, – there's no question that he's going to be a big part of the rotation. And, in fact, I would say the first big off the bench. Oh, wow. So you're thinking low 20s, 22, 23? Like yeah, I, I think so. If right. he stays healthy, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, I don't know who else would, you know, other than again playing Deng at that backup four. But you don't want to, you Luol Deng playing, you know, thirty-seven minutes, uh-huh. right? Like, we so learned that gonna, from the Thibodeau days. <laughs> yeah, you're going to try to keep that down. I think Mozgov has his sort of ceiling on minutes. You're not going to, and so that means that Nance and Randall are both going to uh, have time to play at the five. You know, we'll see about Ijian Leon. We'll see about Ivica Zubac. I think those are more maybe later in the season. But yeah, for for me right now, I think that Nance is so Nance is good enough that they're going to find a way to get him on the court. Yeah, you mentioned Zubats. I want to talk about him really quick. He's kind of stole the show at summer league. Obviously, everyone was on their feet, uh, filling up the Thomas and Mack Center with the Zoo blocks. So where does he fit in with all this? Uh, I know in your column you had uh, the trainer had talked about uh, putting on a lot of muscle fast and all that good stuff. So is, could he crack the rotation early, or is he going to have to earn it a little bit? Yeah, you know, I think that I think that he could actually play right now and 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 show you some flashes and be good. But there's no real reason to rush him since you have you know Mozgov, Deng, uh, uh, Randall, Nance. You know, since you have those guys that that are just a little bit more experienced. But keep, do not forget about Zubac if you're if you're thinking about like a keeper type. This real skills that he's developed. He's huge. He's seven one, and he's got a great positive. That, like keep an eye on this guy. He's he's going to be a player one day for sure. High block rates, man. Love him, and he can shoot a little bit too. Love those block rate free, uh, free throw guys too. Okay. So uh, yeah, are they going to run? Just a couple quick kind of rounded out questions here. Um, pace wise, should be pretty fast. And anything else that you think wrinkle wise that we haven't hit that you want to add here? No, I, I just I just think the the thing you want to keep in mind, and, and again, if you want to call me back in a couple weeks before the season starts, is is watch training camp to kind of see what Luke wants to do. Because even though they're going to definitely play young guys throughout the year, they're also trying to set a competitive culture and they're trying to win. So it, it, there might be some guys where, where you're thinking, oh, well, they, this is a developmental year. You know, definitely get all the young guys because they'll play eventually. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to see a, a heavier dose early of, of the Dangs and the Mozgovs and, you know, even Lou Williams. Because Luke wants to try to establish this winning culture. And it, I, I'm, I'm, so I'm basically giving you two things. Yes, the young guys are going to play a lot. But, but they are, this isn't just a complete situation where young guys are getting 35 minutes, period. I, I think there's going to be a balance here as they try to figure everything out. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mike. This is the best. This is Mike Trudell, the Lakers sideline reporter, at Lakers reporter, at Mike Trudell. Also has a morning radio show covering kind of all sports and stuff. The best guy in the business, man. Love Mike. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Hey, Mike. It's my pleasure. I'll talk to you soon.